Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Scully? Yes? Marry me. I love you and I like you. I love you and I like you. I love that woman. I love her more than sharks love blood. I love you. You know. Hello, I'm Tristan Riddell. And I'm the girl. And this is Nerd Nuptial. And if this is your first time listening, we are a married couple looking at life through a nerdy lens. How are things? <laughs> things are good. <laughs> the Oscars are coming. Oscars are coming. That's yeah. what we're talking about today. Next weekend. Yes, yes. We are recording this mm-hmm. on Sunday. You are listening to it on Monday. And uh, it is the Oscars are a week away. That's right. And we are, so we figured that we'll do an Oscars episode next week, kind of like a review, a recap of what we thought of what Thoughts, won. feelings. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. That's right. Turmoils. Yeah. Uh, things like that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what won, what didn't win. Right. But this week, we thought we'd do a little Oscar history with ourselves. Yeah. And uh, as individuals, as a couple, and also... Uh, just pretty much in general, just mm-hmm. like a, when we started paying attention, our biggest upsets, and also kind of what we think of the nominees this year for Best Picture. Yeah. That's probably what we're going to focus on most, or yeah. kind of the Best Picture ones, because my goodness, like if we yeah. pulled the thread of Best Song or, or like <laughs> Best Makeup. We don't want to do that. Let's just no. be honest. <laughs> It'd be tumbling down a rabbit hole. Exactly. So kind of my, my first question for you before we, we talk about the nominees this year is when did you first start paying attention to, probably, the, to the Oscars? Probably like in high school or maybe maybe slightly before like we would watch as a family. Yeah. Um, Because it was like something on and you know we didn't have just anything that we could possibly watch available to us. Uh, but I mean, honestly, I don't really remember it being a huge thing in my family, um, whereas I'm sure maybe it was with your family. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because you guys are much more movie watchers than I was with mine. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We watched movies daily. Mm-hmm. Like it was, that was our form of entertainment. Like if we weren't out enjoying ourselves or going out to eat or seeing family or, you know, g- you know, going to the park or something like that, we were home watching a movie together. Mm-hmm. Like that was always what it is. We watched a movie together. Mm-hmm. And that that was a that was a big, you know, like um, camaraderie thing for for our family. I think looking back, because I I did a little research today, I tried to think about when I really started paying attention to the Oscars, and that was probably in 1992. Okay. When I was about six. Gotcha. I was I was I remember being upset that uh, Scent of a Woman <laughs> did not win. That's so funny. And to be fair, though, like out of like. In 1992, you had Unforgiven, which won. Wait, you watched that? Like, wait, wait, what? you you knew Scent of Woman, or you didn't know Scent of Woman? I did know Scent of you Woman. You did? Yeah. Like in 1992. Yes, in 1992. Like, because I only saw two movies of the of the five. Like, Unforgiven won. Then there was a Crying Game. Obviously, I didn't call, watch the Crying Game when I was six. <laughs> you had a Few Good Men, which I watched. Okay. Howard's End, and then Scent of a Woman. And so, like, because I only watched two of the three, I was really hoping one of my two would win. Just gotcha. I, not because I particularly like them. Okay. It's just, just yeah. like you knew the name. And so, yeah, yeah exactly. I understand that. Exactly. Um, I probably didn't really get into the Oscars until probably, like, 2002, 2001, uh, like, in film class in high school. Oh, okay. When I started, like, taking film classes, kind of learning about how they were made and uh you know like our we had like a tv station in our high school and i would like do the announcement type stuff um like on air mm-hmm. personality or whatever and i remember like one of our whole classes was just like one day the teacher just stopped and was like the oscars happened we have to talk about it That's awesome. and he would do this a lot or he'd be like 
you guys need he would give us like a list and he'd be like these are the movies you need to watch before you die and I like kept that list forever I probably have it somewhere honestly um so I think that that impression of like a teacher being really proactive about like talking yeah exactly and like being like have you seen those movies like can you talk about them um and it was a lot easier back then because there was only like five nom- nominations oh my gosh so, when was that 2009 yeah but yeah that's we bumped when it up changed from five to ten and there's eight right. this year i remember actually like in 2008 when they announced that that was going to happen uh everybody was just kind of like well <laughs> it was like okay academy we want you to just nominate better movies or more deserving movies. And they're like, okay, we hear you, audience. We're going to nominate five more motion pictures. Yeah. And to, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I, well, I do know how you feel about it. But I don't think that more is better. No, it's not. It's, you it know, kind of, it devalues the nomination of Best Picture because that's the thing is that when there was five, I mean, it's still an honor, of course. I mean, oh, not, li- yeah. not like, not like I know or have gotten one, uh, <laughs> but. When when there was five, it really was a huge honor to be nominated yes, for Best Picture. Absolutely. And so people would say, like, this was nominated for Best Picture. And now when you have 10, it's just kind of like, oh, well, they ran out of, <laughs> like, there's yeah. only so many good well, movies Well, I mean, and I think they're, like, especially, like, okay, so, like, if you look at our lifetime, mm-hmm. 86, 87, um, through today, towards the beginning of our lifetime, you understood why each and every single one of those films was nominated for the most part. Like there's always like an oddball, right? But yeah. I feel like they're deserving films, even if they didn't win. Um, and then sometimes there's ones that you're like, oh my gosh, how did that one win over this one? But they all made sense to me. Or maybe it's just because they're so much a part of the zeitgeist that like everyone knows them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So... Like I feel like the the further down we get, like closer, you know, two thousand eight and beyond, it, it's just going to be noise. Like I don't even know what all was nominated. Um, let's say two years ago. I mean, maybe that's because I'm just I was I'm bad at that because I don't remember. But I think that it's when there's too much, it's like it just becomes noise, and it's not like it's as special. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think. It's pretty re- like you and I were talking about this before we started that we we started looking at the history and 1998 and anyone who's in love with the Oscars knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's when Shakespeare in Love won and the world lost its mind because Yeah, I remember that. In like for the 71st Oscars you had for best picture you had Shakespeare in Love, Elizabeth Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Ryan, and The Thin Red Line. Yeah. All movies that are infinitely better than Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. And Shakespeare in Love won. And Shakespeare in Love won. So people so... are just like, what ha- Like, is it is it a problem when you have that many good movies? Like when you have, not just good movies, but great movies. Right. It splits the vote. Seriously. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it kind of makes you wonder because... I mean, for for that one to win in that pool of movies mm-hmm. is crazy. It really is. It, it's just it's such an odd choice, um, you know. And there's other years where you're like, oh, the movies weren't that great that year. <laughs> but whenever I like, okay, so like for example, going down the list, like you just said, Shakespeare in Love. Okay, the following year, American Beauty, um, then Gladiator, A Beautiful Mind, Chicago. Um, stuff like, so I feel like even before that though, you know, when you had like Schindler's List winning and Forrest Gump, Braveheart, Braveheart, those are all such epics. I guess it kind of goes down to like what makes an Oscar winner, right? It's the combo of everything, right? So it's the acting, directing. Right. Everything. Everything everything put together. Everything put together. Like this is the best film. Um, and I think growing up, what I thought of because of the winners that I had seen in my childhood, it was the Bravehearts and the Forrest Gumps and the Schindler's List that would win, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's like, I think it's like the epics, right, that you think of. And I think I still have that a little bit where I'm like, well, that's not epic enough to win. <laughs> I, like when you look at, when you think about like old Hollywood 
Yeah. And you think about the the epic. The epic would win. Like when Hollywood in the golden age would make an epic, people are like, oh, automatic Oscar, Oscar. win. Yeah. Like Ten Commandments, Cleopatra. They tried the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they win. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. <laughs> like that's what is in my head, right? Um, I think just growing up that way that we did, whereas, you know, in modern Oscar time, it's not about the the biggest sets, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking about the days of like biblical epics even. It's not that or like how many extras you have as, you know, Roman soldiers. It's it's not about that. Because then I Am Legend would have won. <laughs> <laughs> right. Something like that. So it's more about story. Um and, you know, I, I would say more about story and acting. A lot of story, it. Like if you, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say that that's where kind of what we're, where we're at right now? Like if you have a Best Actor nomination, it's probably a good chance that you'll win Best Picture in some respect. I feel like a lot of that can go hand in hand. Like there's, easy, there, like there's so many times when you look back at... I, I, that might have been a, a gross overstatement, what I just said. But like when you look back at previous years... And you think about the ones that kind of just sweep through of like like who gets the most nominations mm-hmm. and and who like how like how of your movie, like how many did you get the best actor? Did you get the best supporting actress? Did you get makeup? Did you get cinematography? Did right. you get editing and everything like that? Right. And I can't remember the last time there was like I remember Titanic when Titanic came out, like that was getting everything that was getting every oh yeah single award but everyone understood why mm-hmm. again that's an epic right? yes it's an epic <laughs> i don't think the acting deserved <laughs> the I, looking back now i don't think so either um but as a kid i thought so you know <laughs> so i want to talk about 2000 okay 2000 was the year i stopped watching the oscars why I okay, so you think this kind of sounds like that's a pe- basically when I got started. I know, it, like <laughs> it, it makes me sound like a petulant child with what I'm about to say. But so that's the year that Gladiator won. Mm-hmm. Were you upset with that? Because I highly doubt that. No, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, of course, Gladiator is going to win. Everybody know, everybody knew that Gladiator was going to win. Epic. Mm-hmm. Okay, it had all the acting awards, the cinematography right. awards, and everything like that. Right. And so I was just like, when I I was obsessed with gladiator i was like this is the picture like this is the picture of the millennium you know like this is like this is this is beautiful this is amazing and i wanted it to win everything i was like there's no reason for it not to win everything (laughs) and it won best picture russell crowe won (laughs) for best actor you'd think that would be enough for me uh but the fact that i think what it was what it was two it was two awards where it was I wanted Joaquin Phoenix to win for best supporting actor because I thought he was, the, I thought he gave the best performance of his career in Gladiator. Still to this day, I think he's a great actor, but I feel like that just him playing Commodus was amazing, and he didn't win. It went to I, I just I think I remember the reason why it was the scene that they showed. You know how they always give yeah, like yeah, a little, yeah. little scene lit and everything right. like that, and it was it was his moment right before he stabs Maximus, and he's like. You know, like the general who became a slave, the slave who became a gladiator. Right. You know, like that scene where yeah. it's just like, oh my gosh, it, it just gives me chills thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then they show Benicio del Toro's scene from Traffic. You can barely understand him. He's mumbling the entire time. He has like two words that he says in the scene. And then he gets the Oscar. And I'm like, what is this bullcrap? <laughs> <laughs> and then when um, that was the year that Julia Roberts won for uh Aaron Brockovich I hated Aaron Brockovich and they show a scene again with the little scene this mm-hmm. they show Julia Roberts in the scene that they chose was her joking about giving sexual favors and then they show Ellen Burstyn from Rec- Requiem for a Dream yeah and she's she's just acting our heart out she's talking about how you know like I'm gonna be on TV it gives me a reason to get out of bed in the morning and she's crying and I'm just like oh Oh, it's totally going to go to her. And then they, they give it to Julia Roberts. And I'm like, I'm never watching the Oscars again. <laughs> no, I get that. I totally understand that. Because, you know, and sometimes you just you shake your head and you're just like, what is the requirements here? Mm-hmm. Right. 
And it sometimes makes you wonder <laughs> because, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, in our opinion. In like, our, in my right, opinion. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, I'm not going to go down the yeah. rabbit hole of best no, actors and no, actresses. No, we're not like going to go there. But, um, you know, I think that that's very easily can happen when like your favorite movie doesn't mm-hmm. win best picture. Absolutely. And you're just like, well, why would I watch the Oscars? So I feel like now in our like like with us as a nerd nuptial we don't care too much about the oscars other than no. we want to see <laughs> okay let's with a let me add though that we have really tried in recent years especially this year to watch as many oscar noms as we possibly can so that yes. we can have an opinion so we don't really care who they give the oscar to but we want to be informed does that make sense it makes sense to me i okay. don't know if it makes sense to the audience <laughs> because i agree with you yeah yeah i want to be informed i want to be a part of the conversation we're huge film nerds yeah we love film and so the oscars are synonymous with film absolutely and so i want to be informed like like this year you know, like uh, if if you know, let let's go ahead and talk about this year's sure. um nominees. So this year in 2018, in the year of our Lord, we have <laughs> Black Panther. We'll get back to that. <laughs> Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. Okay. Now of those eight, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, eight. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We, there's only two that we haven't seen. We haven't seen Green, Green Book and we haven't seen Vice. Vice, I'm really sad that we missed. And yeah. I was really hoping that that would come out on rental yeah. before the, before the ceremony. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to. I don't think it's going to happen. And Green Book, I just had no interest in seeing. I just really didn't have, like, just no. <laughs> um, that feels like a 90s movie of accessible anti-racism. Like, it feels like something... That a lot of like middle-aged white people would watch to feel good about themselves. It, like it was really strange to see that nominated in 2018. Of of the nominees, which ones do you think deserve to be nominated? So if we were to go back in time and be like, okay, like let's go to five, five. So like out so of like, these eight, which so ones? So like, would we cut? okay, but we kind of have to cut the ones we haven't seen, right? Kind of because we. We haven't seen them, so how do we even... We can't judge them. Well, I think that means we could only cut one then. I, okay. I think... You <laughs> got Green Book because we haven't seen it. Well, like, okay. Or we, what about the ones that you've seen? Would you cut one? I would cut Black Panther. Okay, why would you... Hardcore. It doesn't feel like an Oscar? No, no. Black Panther is not is not a Best Picture nominee. It's not. I really enjoyed the movie. It's a great superhero film. You're just not willing to live in a world where a superhero film could take Best Picture or only The Dark Knight? Yeah. <laughs> if The Dark Knight could not be nominated for Best Picture or win, then no superhero film in the history of time can. And Black Panther is not better than The Dark Knight. It's a good film. It. I it, loved it. I You loved it a I, whole lot more I than I did. I loved it. I but loved would you say it was a, a Best Picture nomination? It doesn't feel like a Best Picture nom to me. So let's... let's so, cha- but it, it doesn't feel like it to me because of all the reasons why I just said. Because of the history of what I feel like Oscars should be. But okay, here, here's the thing. <laughs> is that like I feel like Black Panther was a, a holdover... From, okay, do you remember a couple months ago when they were talking about the the Academy was talking about how they were going to have a best popular movie category? Yes, and how ridiculous that was. Yes, and everyone said you were popularity st- contest. Essentially, you were absolutely freaking stupid for doing that. So, like, yeah. it was a way for them to get these fanboys off their back, right? And so that they could actually focus on what they deem Oscar worthy and not worry about like saying like, "Oh man, you didn't nominate Aquaman. This is bullcrap." <laughs> You're like, that way Aquaman could get an Oscar nomination and it wouldn't matter. And so when they got rid of that, they're like, well, what are we going to do with Black Panther? We don't want, you know, like people to jump down our throat. So let's throw it in there now that we have eight to ten. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it does feel like it. And yet I, it will be interesting to see where it lands, like especially with everything. Because we could live in a world where in 2018... Black Panther wins the Oscar. Here's the thing, though. Like, when you look at it and you look at the other nominations, and how yes. we were talking about that earlier, yes. 
about how if you look at other nominations, it's usually a good indicator of who could win Best Picture. Black Panther, there is no Best Actor, no. Best Actress, no, that's Best true. Director, Best Screenplay. It's that's not true. there. So if it wins, then it really is just a popularity. It's for the, Right? It's, yeah, because and here's the thing. Black Panther is an important movie. Exactly. Because that's what I was going to mention is like, you know, the, the fact that it was... What it did, I think, is important. So we cannot yes. we cannot discount that, right? And and, so, and that's the thing. And yeah. I'm not trying to discount that. It is probably one of the most culturally relevant movies of the year. Absolutely, because of what it represents and what it did. But the thing with the Oscars is they give awards for movies that push the boundaries of art and science. Mm-hmm. And Black Panther didn't do that except in the categories that it is nominated for like makeup and design and things like that and and well, so i know that really a lot of people disagree with can me you, okay so you you mention art and science a lot like mm-hmm. when we talk about oscars just you and i but can you really say that they've been upholding that for like the past i don't know like 10 years <laughs> Like, okay. or even like, or even let's even go to like five or six here, you know, like, like, do you really think Spotlight did that? I think. Do you really, you know, I, I mean, think Spotlight had some fantastic acting in it. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> you didn't know. I've, no, I didn't. Like I Spotlight. more like if you look at it from. Not enough for it didn't feel like to me that year. Okay. Well, like, let's backtrack just a little bit. Just okay. to Like. Spotlight really over the Revenant, like to me that was crazy. But um, it it just I, this is so relative, right? It's it so, is so it's, it's so, so relative. relative that it's just like what are the categories? Like what what are the things? Like okay, we know what they are because they're nominated in other categories, mm-hmm. right? Like we have acting and directing, and we have costumes and makeup and everything, and sound editing and you know design, but. It just feels like then we're not relying like do do movies like, for example, Moonlight and Spotlight, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I don't know, you know, stuff like an Argo win. Yeah. In that, in that, I don't know. I think think like with this is my bias. I think what with (laughs) with what Moonlight represented, with what Spotlight represented, with the material that it was addressing. And Birdman, you know, winning, I think, just from what Inarito, uh, I know I pronounced that wrong, um, with what he did with the camera and how he blocked it and put it all together, Birdman was pushing the boundary of technology. Yeah, I agree with that one. And, like, that's why, like, like when you Especially look, for that year. Like, when Avatar <laughs> got nominated for Best Picture, like, Avatar is not a... A, uh, an Oscar movie like it's not an Oscar type movie like okay let's talk about that yeah I think let's, that's a good one to bring compare, up actually let's compare Avatar and Black Panther absolutely like Avatar was a cultural phenomenon yeah everyone was talking was. about it it had horrible acting the script was trash but it was an Oscar worthy movie because it pushed the boundary of science and technology it's in true. filmmaking it's so true and combined it with the art right now with Black Panther that pushed the boundaries of cultural relevancy about putting African Americans and Africans and Afro Europeans and everything like that in the forefront in in a, in a almost a completely black cast, mm-hmm. which very rarely happened before in such a large movie. Right, and it was great. It was fun, and but it was and break, re- broke records it with broke how much records, it made. Yeah, but in the terms of pushing arts and sciences. No, like if you look at the science and tech of that, the cinematography is not great. The CGI is horrible and it was just really slapdash together. Now the directing is good and the acting is good, but it didn't really give you the acting moments that you normally see nominated. And I think that's the key difference. Now, if Avatar Avatar was like, say, (laughs) say uh, Sam Worthington was nominated for best actor in Avatar, then yeah, I'd say like, okay, the Oscars are dead. Like this is gone. <laughs> no, I'm not comparing Sam Worthington's performance to no, no. The, the lead in Black Panther. What you're trying to say is that you you basically are, okay. So like, I understand what you're saying is that overall, 
versus individuals and yes. and the phenomenon versus what it actually is, right? Mm-hmm. So like you said, Avatar was a phenomenon. Like everyone came out of there being like, oh my gosh, I just like witnessed something completely new, it, right? We, we li- Because of Avatar, like... It was an industry term as well as a film lover's term that we're now living in a post-Avatar world because of the CGI right. that it achieved. Which is huge. That's huge. Whereas, I mean, we, I mean I'm mean, i hoping that we live in a world where we're a post-Black Panther world where we have more diversity and, you know. You're, you're making the case so more and more. I, well, I know. And inadvertently. That's, well, no, not necessarily. I think I'm mixed about this because I love Black Panther. I think it it doesn't feel like an Oscar movie to me because mm-hmm. of what I think of as Oscar, like the Bravehearts, the Forrest Gumps, the you know, and also I think just the fact that it's like in a franchise to me yeah. really plays into my head. Yes. You know, so if I took that away, then you know the idea of this film having so much diversity, yeah. Now, do I think it was the best story? And compared to the other nominees, was it the best acting? No. 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 So let's talk about best acting. So I've got to give, okay, let me give Black Panther that if it does win, I have to say, okay, well, at least we're living in a world where that kind of cast can exist and win. And okay, so like how I would say is just like the cultural impact needs to be taken into account. Yes. I think for the reasons that you stated, if Black Panther wasn't a Marvel film and wasn't a franchise film and just like existed on its own, right? I would probably be more apt to accept because that's best what I think is maybe holding me back mm-hmm. from saying like, oh, Black Panther. But okay, of the nominees, if you were just going on like acting alone, which one would you say? The favorite. Really? Oh yeah. That Act- you would you would say was your favorite? Like, Act- acting alone. Acting alone. Acting alone. Just okay. the performances, I feel like the favorite would win, hands down. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess we're kind of getting into, like, best actress versus, like, story versus, like, we probably... Well, you asked me about acting. I know. You're right. I totally did. I mean, I think... Well, let's get into some of our... Like, I really kind of hope that a lot of the ladies from the favorite take a lot of them because well, it- I really liked... The cast, and it sucks though because Rachel Weisz and Emma Stone are both, and they do in the both same like did such a great job. So it's gonna be rough if what if neither one of them get it. No, I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> um, what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. But I really did like uh, the lead actor in Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Remy? Uh, Remy? Rami Malek. Rami? Yeah. Um, I thought he did a fantastic job. I Let's, mean, I really yeah. do think that he deserves best actor i'm actually okay so we just watched bohemian rhapsody we did and and the favorite and the favorite and it's really interesting because when it how do i phrase it when bohemian rhapsody came out there was a lot of behind the scenes drama that we don't need to talk about right now and uh, you know the brian singer being fired and then the quality of brian singer's character which is none uh but a lot like critics were saying like like a lot of critics liked it and then a lot of critics hated it and then like it made a splash and it was getting all these award nominations but then it got like a 60 percent on rotten tomatoes and then i'm seeing like influential um critics give it like half star and one star and i'm like how is it possible that it's getting half star and one stars from people and getting all these awards what's the deal yeah. what could possibly be going right. on and then we watch it and i'm like oh that wasn't very good but Rami Rami Malek's I I think that's how you pronounce his name yeah his performance was phenomenal well I think that that's what made it for me like I think it's a very okay like if you can have a bio like a a a band biopic 
movie, mm-hmm. this is very like by the numbers, right? As far as story is concerned. And yet at the same time, like his performance for me tipped it over to be something more special for sure. And so that's why I hope that he wins. I don't think that the movie, I don't think the movie should win, but I hope that he wins. I, you know what? I might want to, after talking with you, I cannot believe I'm going to admit this. After talking with you about Black Panther and after seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, it's, it is hard for me to, to, like, I, I, like my, a knee jerk right now is to say like, no, Bohemian Rhapsody should be at the top of the list to get cut because there was so much wrong with it. That's how I feel. With, with Black Panther the main thing that was wrong with it from an Oscar, quote unquote, Oscars perspective was that it's a franchise film and a superhero film. But from a technical standpoint, the CGI was garbage. Um, but in Bohemian Rhapsody, you have you have the editing is atrocious, which was nominated, <laughs> which is beyond me. And you had the, the story structure was bad. The script was bad. The acting besides Malik was was bad. Like Malik carried this movie on his back, so he should absolutely be nominated. And that's the only reason why I think Bohemian Rhapsody got nominated for Best Picture is because of him. Maybe everyone just saw like how I mean it, his performance is something special. Yes. And so I feel like maybe his performance outshone all those other elements. Maybe to a lot of people. Um, so part or of they're me, just really into the soundtrack, which we are right now, <laughs> of the best of Queen. <laughs> and I think that like maybe like I, because you you gave so many great points about being relevant and maybe not pushing the, not maybe not pushing the boundaries of art and science, but definitely pushing pu- pushing <laughs> cultural yeah. boundaries gives it a huge leg up over Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Now that being said, I think personally the best story if we're going on story i think roma was the best story yeah like the one that made me feel the most out of all of them was roma and if you've listened to our podcast uh recently like you know a few episodes back uh i have a lot of issues with roma personally because of what the content that it deals with like just issues meaning like it's very sensitive Mm -hmm. but I have to say that like back a few weeks ago, I said, or maybe months ago, I said, this is definitely the best picture of 2018. I still stand by that. You do? I do. I think it's down to the favorite and Roma. I think those really? have to be the top the top winners. I, I really do think, because Roma is just so utterly beautiful. It is. But favorite. And real. Like I yeah. think that that's the thing that it, for me... It feels timeless and real. But favorite has the performances. Oh my gosh. I loved the performances in the favorite. But but I don't like the cinematography or the direction of the favorite. No. But with Roma, you have a beautiful screenplay and beautiful cinematography, beautiful directing. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And and beautiful performances. (laughs) Yeah. But you don't have like... It's not as flashy. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's It's not as flashy. The performances aren't as flashy as Coleman and Vice and Stone. Right. They're un they're unknowns mm-hmm. versus you she have... she was nominated though yes and um so was uh the supporting oh was she yeah I um, missed the that. mom um yeah she was also um so uh nominated so that was I'm glad that at least they were uh you know but you're right it's not as flashy it's not it's... as flashy so I mean I wonder even how many people have seen Roma mm. compared to like if you were to say Bohemian Rhapsody and uh. Black Panther, probably more people have seen those two. With A Star is Born, uh, like... It was underwhelming to me. Like... Yeah, I just... It it was just an excuse to see Lady Gaga, in my opinion, act. And I don't think that she acted better than these other people. (laughs) I, I genuinely believe that the only reason why Lady Gaga got the nomination is because everyone was so surprised that she could act. Well, that's what I think too. It's like, oh, she can act? Let's give her an Oscar nom. And exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, you're just like, did she give an Oscar-worthy performance? No. no. But what, did she surprise? Like, did I walk out of the theater like, damn, man, Lady Gaga can act. 
let's see if she can get better (laughs) (laughs) for the next one. Right. I mean, I enjoyed the movie. It it's nothing. This story has been done several times before. Yes. Um. So, I I just to me, I don't even. It doesn't even feel like one that should be nominated. Damn. Okay. So we're. I mean, we're taking out. We're taking them out. We're taking out Bohemian Rhapsody. We're taking out A Star Is Born. So that leaves Black Klansman, The Favorite, Roma, um, and Black Panther. And so, and then I guess probably Vice, because just from uh, again, I can't we judge. We can't them. judge it. I, we just from what it. I've heard from people who I respect, Vice is the far superior movie to Green Book. Okay. Um, so we'll go based on others' opinions. I can't believe <laughs> that at the beginning of this, before we started recording, I, like I knew we were going to have this conversation. I was just like easily Black, Pan- Black Panther off the list. But now, as we're talking, I actually rated Black Panther for what it was higher than, way higher than Bohemian Rhapsody and higher than A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, I thought it was like apples and oranges. Like when Star is Born was nominated, I was just like, oh yeah, Oscars love that crap. Like, <laughs> the, of course that one's going to be nominated. <laughs> like it's, you know, like you're dealing with alcohol addiction and suicide and, you know, there's award shows and performances in it. Yeah, the Oscars love that stuff. Of course it's going to be nominated, but... Right. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, I just don't think, and I I liked Black Klansman a lot. I just, I don't think it's very, in my opinion, I didn't find it particularly memorable. I did. You did? I did. When I think I- it might be like a guy thing a little bit more <laughs> too, because I've heard that from several you like I feel like guys might like it more than I don't know. Maybe I mean it's it's not like it's a guy movie versus a girl movie. Like there's you know yeah no I thing. I think I get but what you're saying. I yeah. think maybe just inside that mind of I don't know. Uh, I'm just not. I guess I was just not huge. There was a lot of moments where I was just like, this is an odd direction we're well, going in. There's not a lot of. I mean, there's there's one big female part in it, but she's not really in it that much. And so it is just a bunch of guys talking about other guys and and well, like and race and, and and well I mean like I'm I'm saying it's just like like it's about like you have a police a precinct that is just filled with men and you have the clan that's exclusively men True. and so yeah I think yeah there there could be a, there could be something there about it but like out of Spike Lee's films I'm n- I'm not a Spike Lee fan but I love Twenty Fifth Hour but I liked Black Klansman. And I thought it was the type of message, and it was put together very well. And I thought the I thought Adam Driver gave a great performance, and I thought it was edited well. And you know, I th- I feel like the message was stronger than the movie, which is often the case with Spike Lee's films. Yeah, I w- I would agree with you there. Yeah. And and again, like the Oscars love that stuff. Like do you think? But do you think it deserves stuff. to be a part of them? I th- of this of twenty eighteen. I think so. Okay, I do. Okay, I do. All right, I waver on it just because maybe just because I didn't find it as memorable um, than some. But like if this but was maybe just my, maybe just I don't feel Spike Lee very much. If like, this was last year or so two years ago, probably not. Okay, but this year, twenty eighteen. I'd say you'll yeah. you'll say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else that so like okay. Is there any like other nominations that you were like really have a dog in the fight for? Like, do you this year? No, okay. like with cinematography, uh, last like last year, I uh, the that was the literally the only Oscar I cared about last cinemat- year was cinematography for I, Blade Runner. I needed Roger Deakins, yeah. to win for Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, nothing else mattered, right? I did not, I did not care about a single award, yeah, other than that, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and he won, and he won so thankfully justice was served. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, like, I mean, Blade Runner wasn't, wasn't even nominated, was it? No, no. I know, but like that kind of movie to me should be because we loved it so much, but oh, yeah. apparently like, no one else did. <laughs> should it have been nominated over um, The Post and Get Out yes. and Darkest Hour? Absolutely. Oh, hell, it should have been nominated over Shape of Water. <laughs> And Shape of Water won. <laughs> Why on earth? Shape like I hate that we live in a world where Shape of Water was nominated, let alone won. Good lord, I you, don't like you. Guillermo del Toro. Really didn't like that. I, 
I thought I liked it. Like you I, like, you did I not liked like it fine. It. Like not compared to no, I mean, you thought it was okay. You had hatred from the moment it, we started that movie. You immediately turned it off just because you didn't like Guillermo del Toro. No, I didn't like it because it was a bad movie. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, but I think, I think for me, I I don't necessarily care who won, wins best picture. I guess I would. Who would you be okay with win, like winning best picture? Roma and the favorite. Um. But I would not be surprised if Black Panther doesn't win. That's my feeling. No, I mean, okay, I, I, th- I don't think that if Bohemian Rhapsody wins, I'm gonna be a little frustrated. Yeah, because that, that's not the best movie. No, that 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 establishes a very dangerous precedent, like a Shakespeare in Love precedent. Yeah, where Bohemian Rhapsody has so much wrong with it, mm-hmm. so much wrong with it that it it should not win. And but then again, you know, like I I never thought like in a million years Black Panther would actually get the nomination. True. True. So who, you know, what do I know? <laughs> I, I'm not a member of the Academy. <laughs> no, I think it'll be the favorite or Roma, but I think Roma will win. I would I would be more than happy if that happened. I would be happy if that and happened. And I can't comment on Vice. Okay. But uh yeah, yeah. well we because we haven't seen it. Because we haven't seen it. Right. But A Star is Born is not going to win. I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win. I don't think Black Klansman's going to win. I just don't think it has the buzz that a lot of other, a lot of other pictures do. And Green, I w- oh, go ahead. Green Book has way too much drama behind it. And uh, but but then again, so does Bohemian Rhapsody. I I honestly I my bet is on the favorite or Roma. But I, yeah, like I said, I think Roma will win because like yeah. Roma is the complete package. I I feel like. I hope if Roma doesn't win, I hope that um, Alfonso Carrion uh, is able to get, get best, director. best director. Yeah, and I really feel like that's deserved for sure. Um, I want to do. We watched Gravity a, a couple days ago. We was did. it yesterday? And uh, and I was just like, I want to do a Fa- Alfonso Cuarón. Uh, yeah, re-watch. I think that would be fun. Hardcore, do that definitely. Right now. What about for um, best actor, best actress? I thought we weren't going to go well, down this no, rabbit I'm talking, hole. Well, no, I'm talking about like for this year. We can talk about those. Well, this year, uh, I, I get, yeah, I just don't. You don't really care? I don't. I think like after seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, I was just like, yeah, let Malik win. Yeah, me too. Let Malik win because you have Cooper from A Star is Born who, good Lord, you could barely understand a word that he was saying. Uh, I just want to see you. What, I just want to see you walk away again. Oh, my God. And then. Um, <laughs> that was really good, babe. And like the other. <laughs> Like thank you, thank you. And then we haven't seen Vice, even though Christian Bale is amazing. So if he does win, I'm gonna be like, sure, Christian Bale is awesome. So uh, I won't because I haven't seen the movie. But so I feel the, frustrated about that. Best actress, it's it's gotta. Be, I think it goes back to Roma and and the favorite. Me like, too. If, yeah. If, I think Coleman will win, but if she doesn't win, I want uh, Apricio to win. Yeah, me from, too. From Roma. Me too. Yeah. And with um with best supporting actor. I was so impressed with Adam Driver and Black Klansman. I actually, I think, I, I think that's probably yeah. who I would like to win. Yeah. But there's a lot of heat behind Richard E. Grant for "Can You Ever Forgive Me." Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah. And then I think for us, the one that's going to be the most interesting <laughs> to watch will be supporting because we really enjoyed the performances in the favor of Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. So. I mean, would, do you have like a favorite of those two? I, man, I just, I think. I mean, they both were so fantastic. Emma Stone was fantastic. Vice was favorite, was was fantastic. But I have such a crush on, on Rachel Vice. Vice? Okay, you take Vice, I'll take Stone. Okay, all right, we'll do that. But then again, <laughs> Amy Adams is nominated too. Well, I know, and that's another crush of yours. I, so I have so you many have so emotions. Many feelings. <laughs> I have so many feelings going in so many different directions. <laughs> Because I like Amazon too. But you cannot you cannot judge that because you have not seen Amy Adams. You're right. I can't. But Amy so, Adams. But I know Eddie, Amy Adams. Like. It's a treasure. Is a treasure. <laughs> and you remember how like every like the memes going around about Leonardo DiCaprio. Like just give him the Oscar already. He's mm-hmm. been nominated so many times. Yeah. Amy Adams was has nominated more times than Leonardo DiCaprio. And in a shorter period of time. And no one's mentioned that? No. 
Well, I mean, I'm, a few people have, but okay. it, not to the fervor that DiCaprio was. Okay. Amy Adams deserves the Oscar, but I can't talk about it from Vice because I believe her career deserves the Oscar. Okay. Uh, best animated feature. You you don't even need to talk about it. It's going to be Spider Verse. Oh, it better be Spider Verse. Better be Spider Verse. Because I did not like Incredibles two. And Isle of Dogs was good. Yes, but, but Spider Verse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then you have Best Director. And Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Adam McKay for Vice, um, Polakowski for Cold War, Quaron for Roma. And Lanthimos for the favorite. I do not think Lanthimos. Oh my gosh, I did not like the direction of the favorite. I Quran was my favorite for sure. Quran, I he's got he's got to take the gold. Mm-hmm. I think he's going yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. That's all that really really care about in your nuptial. <laughs> let's be honest. Well, with um. Well, you care more about the technical aspects because of your career. Yes, I do for sure. For original screenplay, I really hope it's Paul Schrader for First Reform because if Ethan Hawke is not going to be nominated, yeah. Which is BS. That was a really great performance. If you want to see a great performance that wasn't nominated in First Reformed, Ethan Hawke did an amazing job. Like he should have been there a thousand times more than Bradley Cooper. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Hands down. Hands down. And um, but that was a fantastic script. That was the best thing about the movie. Yeah. Seriously. I want to get that script printed out. Yeah. And bound. It, you could do that as a gift for me. Okay. I'll get a leather bound version that. of <laughs> First Reformed. First Reformed. <laughs> Um, I think then you have adapted screenplay, which whatever. <laughs> I think, but then in cinematography, I did. Here's the thing: like, again, it's got to be Roma. Yeah, because oh w- yeah, when you look at Robbie it's Ryan beautiful. for the favorite, I did not like no the cinematography. That was my least favorite were thing. Very odd. And Matthew Libiatique. Uh, I, I'm pronouncing that wrong, probably. A Star is Born. There was a lot of things wrong geographically and spatially in A Star is Born that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of pissed me off. And that's all that I can really comment on. And what about editing? Editing. I, I feel like that's one of the ones that you care about. That I, I, I as long as John Ottoman doesn't win for for Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> okay, I, I'm fine. You're fine. I'm fine. I mean. <laughs> I'm sure he's a really nice guy, <laughs> but, and I just, I just don't understand <laughs> how yeah. he got nominated. Well, I and, think and there's also maybe some behind the scenes, or Bohemian Rhapsody's like odd oh, past that like might be involved with some of the pacing of that film too. Oh, absolutely. Right? That's the thing is like, there's, the, there's the so changeover many... of director and everything like that. So you have to give that. There's so many times like you look at a screenplay and like somebody's name is on it, but none of their words actually made it through all the revisions. Oh, yeah. Or if you look at editing, sometimes it's the director just standing behind the editor saying, do this, cut here, cut here, cut here, and not trusting them. Right. And so you, it's hard to judge. But the fact that he was nominated <laughs> is just beyond me. And if you're if you're listening, man, I, <laughs> He's not. It's I'm okay. sorry. It's all right. Yeah. But that, those are probably the biggest ones for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got some reviews. Heck yes, we did. Yeah. So thank you so much for writing reviews for thank us. Thank you guys so much. You're and awesome. We, we want to mention you on like on the show because you guys, we got three new reviews. That's so cool. All five stars. Yeah. And we just want to thank you guys so much because here we go. So this is from Thad Hyatt or Hyatt. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. We follow each other on Twitter. He's a great guy. Good commentary and great chemistry. I've been listening to Nerd Nuptial for about a year and I love it. Tristan and the girl have great chemistry, which makes listening to them discuss the things they love a joy. Thank you. Thank you, Thad. And then we have one from the UK from a, a woman named Sarah Shelley. She calls it original. Always a good mix of nerdy topics with a personal touch. Short and sweet. Good stuff. Thanks. That was that was my commentary right there. Oh. Saying short and sweet. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was like, sometimes we're not some we're not short and sweet sometimes. No, not really. And then we have uh, another one called Great Con- Great Podcast by Chaz Biz. I'm hoping that's the screen name and not the man's actual name. Chaz Biz. <laughs> With two Z's what on each side. Is? What if it is? I'll feel like a horrible Come person. Come on, Tristan. Uh, he says the podcast, this podcast is one of my favorites to listen to. I love your detailed reviews and hearing about your family. My wife and I are going through the same struggles with IVF, and it's nice to hear someone talk about it. Thanks for the hard work. Aww. 
Thank you so much, Chaz. Thank you. And we'll keep you in our prayers because absolutely that is not an easy time. That's not an easy time. That's the roughest thing yeah. that we've ever been through in our entire lives. Yeah. No, not an uh, an exaggeration. No. Toughest thing we've ever really been tough. through. And we're stronger for it. Definitely. And we have nothing but sympathy for people who are going through that right now. Definitely. Or have gone through that. So if you guys... If, because we know some some listeners are going through that. We, yeah. We've gotten that kind of email multiple times from we people. We have. And we're happy that like you're able to open up to us about that. Cause yes. We, that's, you know, that's one of the things about Nerd Nuptial that we hope to share is that, you know, that was a really hard time for us. And we're hoping that you can find some strength in our story that... It has a happy ending, which is really awesome. And that's why we that's why we talk about it. And that's why this is nerd nuptial, not just nerdy topics. It's our nerd life together. It's our nerd marriage together. Yeah. And um that's not always everybody's cup of tea, but for the people like who are going through IVF, I'm glad that it is. Yeah. Now there before we before we close, there's one thing that I want to talk about that is a comment on the Oscars. Okay. And it's a quote from Steven Soderbergh. Okay. Who is a, a favorite of mine. Yes. He uh he was once asked like what would you do if you could produce the Oscars, <laughs> and uh, he he kind of like fluffed fluffed it off and said the show itself is clunky and weird sometimes, but the work that the Academy does in terms of archiving alone, I don't care what kind of show they've got to put on to make the money to pay for that stuff. The Academy Library is one of the most amazing resources in the United States. As a filmmaker, understanding what they're doing for cinema culture, I'm very sympathetic to their problem. And a, and part of me doesn't get that worked up about it because I'm like, look, they've got to put on this show. It pays for all this great stuff. All my stuff, all the prints, negatives, it's all there for nothing. I used to have, I used to have that expletive in a climate-controlled vault in Hollywood. It wasn't cheap. Wow. That's crazy. And that's really fascinating to think it of it is. that way. Yeah. That the that's the entire reason they put on the show. This is like their fundraiser. This is their fundraiser <laughs> for their archiving. Right. And when he said that, I was just like, you know what? Yeah. He's right. I feel that way because yeah. this stuff needs to be preserved. Oh my gosh, seriously. These yeah. negatives, these prints, the the art mm-hmm. that is filmmaking needs to be preserved. Essentially a museum of film. Absolutely. And uh, and we didn't even talk about how they like the academy wasn't going to show cinematography and editing and makeup yeah. during the ceremonies, but they changed their minds. They changed their minds because of the That's, backlash. Because that would be such just such a screw you if they did not do that. Because it's not like cinematography or editing really shapes the picture oh at my all. Gosh. You don't even need those. <sighs> That's so frustrating that they would even think to cut those things. Oh my gosh. It's just absurd. Yeah. And yeah. But when Soderbergh said that, I was just kind of like yeah, I yeah I and I it. think that does put it in perspective for sure as well. Well, next week we will talk about our reactions, dis- reactions to the show, disappointments, to the and everything like excitement. that. Excitement, yeah. Winners and losers and That's what right. we thought and, and how on earth Black Panther could win. <laughs> we will see. We will see. <laughs> I love you. I know. Scully. Yes? Marry me. I love you and I like you. I love you and I like you. I love that woman. I love her more than sharks love blood. I love you. You don't. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.